Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. Today on the podcast, we are talking with one of my friends, Caitlin, um, about all things fitness. So we have heard from some of you guys that fitness and, you know, just living healthy this summer is a big priority for you. Um, So we thought it would be great to have somebody on to just chat through all things summer fitness, um, as well as body image as we go into bikini season. And we're also just easing back into, in quotes, real life after months and months of lockdown. So we just want to chat about balancing, you know, our social calendars um, with fitness and me time that we've been having for months on end in isolation. So... Without further ado, I will introduce you to Caitlin. So Caitlin is an ACE certified personal trainer focused on strength training, growth mindset, and living an overall healthy lifestyle. She recently shook up her whole life when she moved outside of the city of Toronto and switched from a nine to five job to freelancing full time. Despite these changes, Caitlin continues to show up for herself through consistent exercise and crushing her personal goals. Well, hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast to talk all about fitness, body image, and just being our best selves as we, you know, dive headfirst into summer. Love it. I know. I'm so excited. I mean, I know I just said this, but honestly, just super honored to be here and part of the conversation. And um, I don't know. I feel like summer just puts everyone in the different weird mindset suddenly. It's like Mm -hmm. a new year and you're like, it's basically just moved from May to June, but we're here. Um, so yeah. I think it's, 100%. I think it's, uh, I'm excited. It's good. Yeah. I think yeah. the change to, of, um, like with COVID the cases going down too, is maybe motivating some more people as well. Cause it's hard when it's like, well, what's the point if I'm not you know, going out of the world, just sitting in my house. Now it's like, well, you can actually start to go outside and see friends and do activities. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like all the friends I've talked to lately have been like very focused on exercise and eating Mm -hmm. healthier. And it's just like, as soon as the sun starts shining, the weather is a little bit warmer. It's like, you just feel this need to be outside and like moving your body. And for me, for some reason, I'm like, okay, it's a sunny day. I'm going to like drink a shit ton of water and like Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat a salad. And I just like (laughs) feel like myself come alive the most in the summer. So hopefully this um, podcast episode resonates with everybody. And since it seems like everybody's very focused on fitness right now, (laughs) um, Caitlin, do you want to maybe start by telling our listeners a bit about you and your fitness journey? So I personally actually grew up pretty active. I played competitive sports all my life and come from a very competitive and like sport focused family. So I feel like I don't really have a pinpoint of like where fitness became part of my life. Um, But it has evolved in the sense that what I was active in is not the same as it was when I was 12 years old. Right. So a bit about myself. I am 
from Vancouver, BC originally, and now in what I call the East Coast, which is really the middle of Canada, but (laughs) I moved to (laughs) Toronto for school. (laughs) Um, And due to COVID, I'm actually in Kingston, Ontario right now, just Mm. I didn't have to be downtown Toronto. So why? And so I moved out (laughs) of my studio apartment just for more space. And my partner is actually from here. So uh, we kind of stayed here for a bit. I was told we were going to stay here for two weeks and then it was nine months and now I have an apartment here. So <laughs> as you can imagine. That's just how life goes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that is the summer 2020. Um, so <laughs> in terms of myself, like I came to Toronto for school, I studied retail management and worked within the retail industry basically throughout school and out of it. That's my passion. Um, but coming, I guess, out of school and fitness, I was like, I wonder if there is a way to connect the two somehow mm-hmm. or go after both my passions. And I really didn't do anything until, I guess, even COVID because I took it more seriously and I had more time. Right. So my fitness journey really did start end of high school. I'll go into it a little bit more um, in terms of like my experience with body image and everything, but I got into the gym probably end of high school, like classic on the treadmill, just doing cardio um, and whatnot, but then seriously lifting weights probably, I want to say three years ago and knowing what I was actually doing um, with my, like myself and my body. So it's evolved. I played competitive sports like volleyball and soccer all growing up. And I just didn't know what happened after that because I wasn't going to be an all like college athlete by any Mm -hmm. means I played competitively and provincially but not enough to go professional um but then Mm -hmm. what was that gap like what do you do after that because you're trying to fill this void of something that you've always done um but I was at school so I think that's where fitness and getting into the gym kind of filled that gap for myself Hmm, interesting I think that's yeah I think that's like relatable is like after Mm -hmm. school it's like what do you do if you don't have like scheduled extracurriculars and like teams to try out for you know and if you're not somebody who goes to the gym all the time or um like you don't know what to do at the gym you know so I can definitely see that being like a okay we just need to like jump into this and figure it out because I can't just sit around doing nothing anymore you know especially like you're saying since fitness has been a big part of your life Mm -hmm. like forever then it's like okay yeah like what is your passion now and um yeah I guess how can you just build off of that so that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah I think for myself like luckily my parents always went to the gym when I was like young and a child so like I kind of had an idea of what that looked like but training for a sport is different than training for aesthetics or Mm -hmm. overall like health. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I think that transition was very interesting and different and it's still a learning experience now, but that's what gets me excited every day. And like, we can talk about it more, but I think that's just where I know it's a lifelong journey. It's not, I don't have like this end goal per se. Like I'm not competing for an event Mm -hmm. or a date. It's like, how do I, keep getting excited about this every single day because it it is hard to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I think is interesting is that all of the guests we've had on the podcast who are, you know, personal trainers and dietitians, like you've all said the same things, which is that you've kind of started 
in childhood um, with fitness just being a part of your life, which I think kind of speaks to how much having it be kind of like a non-negotiable part of your routine, something you don't even think about, the impact that that has. Whereas once you start to make fitness part of your everyday routine, it's so much easier um, and almost takes, I don't want to say less motivation because obviously there's still a lot of motivation that comes into it, but it feels less of like something you can easily cut out, I think. Yeah, it's not a chore. It's just like, this is part of my day to day. Exactly. Yeah, part of your routine. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, it's not, that. it hasn't always been like that either. Mm-hmm. I think there's, um, I'm sure you guys have read the book or people have read the book or seeing things about like building habits and how long it takes to build up a habit, Mm -hmm. Um, which I like Mm -hmm. loosely believe. I think I just like don't, I subconsciously realize that it's happening. Um, But I do feel like even a few years ago, I would go, but super um, scattered. Like I didn't really Mm -hmm. have a routine. It wasn't, it was important to me for sure, but it wasn't a priority. Um, It was just like, yeah, I go when I go and I know what to do, but like, that's it. And then I kind of Mm -hmm. went on this mindset of, okay, I'm going to go like every day after work for this month, next month. And like, suddenly it just became, like you said, a non-negotiable, like, this Mm -hmm. is what I want to do. And it's part of my routine. And I'm just so disciplined for this right now that it, I'd rather do that almost than something else. Um, And I'm not saying now that it's still like that, but I think Mm -hmm. that if, when you are starting out, that's super important to get into that habit because then it just naturally becomes part of your life as opposed to, okay, you try for two weeks, then you fall off, then you do it for a month mm-hmm. and you fall off. Like you're going to go through that cycle, unfortunately. But once you get over that hump of let's say two months, three months, like it just becomes part of the routine way more naturally. And it becomes part of your life. Right. Yeah. So what would you say is your kind of like day-to-day fitness routine? Uh, so work or work from home or Ontario in general has definitely (laughs) shaken that question up a bit. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, Kingston has been pretty open. So we are a little bit different than Toronto. Luckily, gyms have been on and off. So right now, I am still training five days a week at home. Uh, So that's primarily focused on strength training and resistance training um, with about two days of cardio. Mm -hmm. So I'll have like two full off days almost of nothing, but uh, five days of doing something. And I always try to get steps in. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a full workout, but every day I'm trying to get X amount of steps just to move my body. Cause as everyone knows, it's been sitting at your desk all day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. my main like routine right now is really uh, just, I mean, it's tough. Like we, I can't lift super heavy as I'm used to. Um, or even the variety of equipment is different. So right now my goals are trying to like keep getting stronger with what I can and essentially fueling my body as best as I can with nutrition as well. Nice. Yeah, I think that's good. And we're all in the same boat for sure. It's just like doing the best we can with Mm -hmm. what we have at home and with the little energy and motivation that we do have (laughs) doing our best. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're a big gym person, Caitlin. So hopefully, gyms open up soon in Kingston uh, area, so you can get back out there. I'm, I'm seeing the light. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. it. It's coming, and mm-hmm. it's exciting. Like I think we are. Like what you mentioned earlier, I think a lot of people are either 
they've either started to get back into fitness even now, Mm -hmm. or they will when we're out because we're going out again. Um, So it's really, it's great Mm -hmm. for the community altogether and for people's health. Um, And there's no right or wrong way to do that either. I think everyone Mm -hmm. is just trying to figure out what that looks like for them. Yeah, for sure. So uh, for people who are maybe trying to figure out how they um, should prioritize fitness um, into their like daily lives, what would be some advice maybe you'd give for trying to balance um, Mm -hmm. everything, especially working from home? I feel like work takes up a lot of time, space and energy right now. Um, So what would be some advice for that? Some things that I found have worked, especially, I mean, it depends on where you are in your fitness journey, let's say, Mm -hmm. or your um, experience with fitness or working out or whatever your goals are. I think, at least for myself, I'm very much a scheduler. If you are very Mm -hmm. into planning, um, I would highly suggest planning these times into your schedule. So they, like we said, becomes a non-negotiable because you see Mm -hmm. it in your calendar, you get a reminder, it almost like forces you to think like, oh, I have to go for a walk soon. Oh, Mm -hmm. I need to do my workout. Like I scheduled in walks at some point, like as crazy as that sounds, Mm -hmm. as I blocked off my calendar for half an hour, one hour. And when I saw that come up, I was like, okay, I need to like wind down a bit, go out and then I can come back. Um, So I think that has actually been super helpful. And it's small goals like that too. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be anything crazy, but scheduling has really helped. I think easing into it a lot of like clients that I've worked with or my friends even I see they go it's like all or nothing where they go from zero to I need to work out five days a week six days a week lift heavy run every day whatever it may be and that's just not reasonable or sustainable and Mm -hmm. we all know that Mm -hmm. um but we think that we have to to reach our goals or or whatnot so I would say start off smaller your body's gonna be shocked in general for any type of change. So even if you do, let's say three days a week of like 45 minute or half, half an hour type of exercises, like you're still going to see results and you're going to build up that habit, which is even more important for the long term. Um, and that way you can really enjoy the process too. I feel like you get burnt out yeah. by going mm-hmm. all in like that yeah. and it's just not sustainable. Yeah, totally. I love that so much. And I think that's something we've kind of talked about, but not like in past episodes, but not so much about fitness, but just like having like your base, like we've talked about it in like your base routine kind of thing that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of the minimum that you're going to do that week. So like you said, it's scheduling and just like a walk every other day. Like if that's achievable for you, then great. Mm -hmm. And then once you have done that for, you know, a week or two weeks or a month even, then it's like, okay, well now I'm also going to like layer on doing a Pilates class. I'm going to layer on, you know, doing like, I don't know, a core circuit or something one day. But it's just like, if you start by jumping all in, then of course it's intimidating. It doesn't feel achievable. So you don't even, like you're not even setting yourself up for success. So of course you're going to fall off and have a hard time like getting, you know, back up again. So I think that's really great advice and Mm -hmm. something even like I have to like constantly remind myself is just like, and too, like we're in the middle of a pandemic, hopefully near the end, past the middle at this point. (laughs) But it's like some days, you know, if you wake up and you like don't feel like doing it, like don't beat yourself up about it. Just like try again Mm -hmm. the next day. Um, Yeah. Honestly, patience I think is 
so key because and not comparing yourself like I know this is not really advice it's more of just more of the mental side of it but it Mm -hmm. is really hard if you follow influencers or your friends and you start Mm -hmm. to see what they're doing but that's not your life you have to take a step back and see what's what's reasonable for yourself what makes sense what what are you as a person going to react to better um and take that day by day and and learn properly as opposed to okay I just found all this this stuff online I'm just going to try to follow it it's like its own rabbit hole there and then to your point about just being patient too I think fitness what I've learned is that it is a lifelong journey it's not a month fix there's no like three month thing Mm -hmm. to be like toned forever so might as well enjoy it that would be nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's so good yeah yeah I feel like there's um kind of a difference between working out for aesthetics and working out for like general health as well um but it can kind of be hard to um like differentiate I think between the two um so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um like body image and um especially since we're coming up on bikini season um I know that working out for aesthetics is probably motivation for a lot of people um so I'd love to hear about that yeah I think I mean lots of good points there I think (laughs) let's take away the fact that we're not competing for Mm. a competition, even like uh, bodybuilders or something. They have, they're kind of in their own category there. And Mm -hmm. I I can't speak to that because I've never competed on that. Um, So let's say it's just your own life. We have many bodybuilders listening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Or just like bikini, bikini bodybuilding. I mean, that would be fun. It's just, I can't, it's so hard. I'm not that disciplined. Like I'm disciplined, (laughs) but that's like, really challenging anyways I did have a good point there I was going to say I liked what you said about how aesthetically it could be the first initial motivation to get into fitness let's say or to have specific goals maybe you do Mm -hmm. want to lose x amount of weight or gain x amount of muscle um, whatever it may be I think that is there's nothing wrong with having those goals Mm -hmm. I think okay when you achieve that now what right? Like, like, Mm -hmm. hopefully you do get there. And then now you're kind of like, do I keep losing weight? Do I keep gaining muscle? Like, what is that next thing? Because personally, I did fall down that rabbit hole when I was gonna, to my experience with body image in high school, I've had actually a lot of ups and downs myself, Mm -hmm. personally, like I come across pretty confident and sarcastic and all that fun (laughs) stuff. But um end of high school, I did struggle a lot um, with just my self image and how I viewed myself as most or some young women do. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. I was really good until probably grade 11 or 12. Like nothing, it didn't really phase me. I was playing sports. It wasn't a thing. Like who cares? Like we, whatever, we're all children. And then suddenly, I don't know what happened, but you get to that age where you're like, wait, I want to look a certain way. Oh, why does she look like that? And like, how come I can't look like that? And I, I kind of fell down that, that hole of, oh, I want to be X amount of weight, even though that weight, like, where did that number come from in my Mm -hmm. head? Like that, that wasn't like a healthy Mm -hmm. number. It was literally just, I want to be X amount of pounds, which made no sense. I need to Mm -hmm. eat this many calories. I need to work out for this long. And 
so I feel everyone that that goes through that or has struggled with that mindset and I think that was and still can sometimes be the hardest part of the fitness journey or body image because it does affect how you show up every single day Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I never I think before I never really thought about like a fitness routine or working out to be I've what I was gonna say is like I've gone through my phase of wanting even let's say like a thigh gap or um I don't know like having looking a certain way even though like built wise I will not look like that ever like it's just Mm -hmm. genetically it's not a thing but I wanted to be as small as like my five foot two friend and for context I'm like five seven so Mm -hmm. that can't happen um so bikini season I guess as we all like to call it um got hard (laughs) in like high school ish like end of high school early university just because you became more self-aware of yourself and your friends Mm -hmm. and you started to do that comparing but how I've started to navigate that is I've, I've had to work on my mindset first. I guess that's my, my point is Mm -hmm. that fitness can help a little bit aesthetically. Yes. You can change your body a little bit, your body compensation, um, the structure, you can have these aesthetic changes, but if you're never satisfied mentally of how you feel about yourself, you're never going to be happy in life. Like you're just never going to reach that point where Mm -hmm. you're confident. You're always going to be kind of behind that facade of, oh, if only I was like five pounds lighter for this picture, why am I not stepping in and looking a certain way? Like it's, it all starts with the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I was watching, yeah, I was watching this YouTuber. She was just doing like a vlog and she's got like this very like toned surfer-esque bod, okay? And she's just like <laughs> stunning in my opinion. And she was, like, having a breakdown, basically, about being, like, I just got off this eight-week fitness program, and I saw zero results. And she was saying how, you know, she was having all these insecurities and how she was just struggling so much with her body image. And I was, like, but when I look at her, you know, like, I think she looks so fit, and I think she looks, you know, like, so toned. Like, she looks amazing in a bathing suit. And same, there was another YouTuber. I've been watching a lot of YouTube, guys. (laughs) But she was talking about her acne and was saying that when she sees other people with acne, she can see past their acne and still thinks they're so pretty. But when it comes to her acne, she can't see past it and she just has really, like, low self-esteem and really low body image. Mm -hmm. And these are both things that I've talked about, like, negative body image for me um and like being I guess my what's the word like trigger I guess is like my acne and just like bathing suit season I guess but I think what you're saying like resonates so much with me because it's like everybody has something that they want to change which is obviously Mm -hmm. a problem and it's all in our heads and I think too it's so easy that once you fix something so for me like once my skin is clear which happens like, you know, for a week or two at a time, but still, then I find something else to obsess over. Mm -hmm. Or once you lose that weight, you find something else you want to change. Okay, Mm -hmm. well now, just because you lost that 10 pounds, that was your goal. Well, now you also want to gain this muscle and you also, you know, want to, I don't know, like work on your butt more because you lost the weight more around your waist, like whatever it is, there's always something like you're always thinking about what's next. And it becomes a super vicious cycle. So I think addressing the root problem, being your mindset is like key here. Like Mm -hmm. so, so important. Mm -hmm. 
And it doesn't even have, I think it's like, it's interesting because I don't think, I don't want to say there's anything wrong with having these goals too, because some people may want to lose that 10 pounds and that's great. I think the the challenge is when, okay, you lose those 10 pounds, but you want it, you're like, oh, I want to lose more because you know that right. feeling and you're riding yeah. on that high and you have to almost ask yourself, is that healthy? Is that really what I want? Am I going to be happy when I reach that? Mm-hmm. Or am I really happy with myself right now and I can improve or grow in other ways? So mm-hmm. it's everyone's different. They're all going through different things. I think, like you said, someone may look perfect in your eyes, but they may be going through their own situation, whether that be fitness related or not. And yeah, we just, it's, we can't judge, but I think when someone comes across as really confident and sure of themselves, no matter what they look like, what their fitness level is, um, that's where, that's where, you know, they're just like genuinely happy and like you become happy for them too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. The one thing I will say is, and something that has helped myself even more recently is, um, just forgetting about the size. Like mm-hmm. I think labels mm-hmm. have been something that have been really triggering for myself up until yesterday. I don't know, like recent, yeah. like it's not, it's not, <laughs> doesn't change overnight. Um, but what I realized is you sh- like clothes should fit you. You don't have to fit into clothes. And I saw mm-hmm. that quote somewhere and I was like, wow, that's so accurate. Like it's so simple, but mm-hmm. we're trained to think I need to be a size like two or four or whatever. And that's just not realistic for everyone. Um, but also two and a four looks so different across brands. So just like mentally it messes with your head a little bit at the end of the day, just find totally. something that you feel comfortable in and confident in and the body image stuff kind of just becomes less of a, less of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Something we've talked about before is like, if you have clothes in your closet that don't fit you and make you feel uncomfortable, but they're the size that you are, like it gives you so much more peace of mind to just buy the clothes that fit you, make you feel comfortable, even if they're say a size bigger than you usually buy. But the resulting like confidence, I think that it gives you like throughout Mm -hmm. your life, wearing something that's comfortable can make a world of difference especially if you um kind of retrain your mindset to be like it's not about the number it's about how I feel and you know you're spending your money on clothing that should be making you feel happy and confident not the opposite (laughs) yeah yeah I have a hoarding problem with clothes too so that's just (laughs) its own other issue we can go into (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard though. And I do feel like as <laughs> yeah. soon as you like like uh, like you were saying as soon as you fix something there's like something else that pops up, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Another thing that's kind of helped me with my body image and this is just like the past few months is I find okay, I had to like sit myself down and like give myself like a hard talking to because I was getting so like bent out of shape about having to buy a size up in jeans, bent out of shape about my skin, you know, all this stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. just like spiraling. So I said to myself, especially about like weight and like having to buy, you know, a size up in jeans. I was like, girl, you're not even really doing that much to lose weight. So why are you like expecting to lose weight? Like I'm just Mm. eating 
like decently, mm. you know, but I wasn't consistently working out. And as soon as I just like had this chat with myself where I was like, what are you expecting to happen? You know, this weight's not just going to magically fall off. Like these are your options. You can either be sad um, or no, sorry. You can either accept, you know, your weight and your gene size and not do anything like go on as I currently am. Or I can choose to like show up and actually try and make a difference and, you know, try to lose weight or just like, you know, um, whatever, try to lose weight. (laughs) Um, and then if I'm not seeing results, like that's when it would be okay to be sad. But then again, it's not like, you know, the end all be all, it's just find something that works for me. And I find ever since I started taking on that mindset of, I'm just going to show up for myself, you know, just like, I can't just sit here and be sad about it. I'm going to do something about it. I feel like I don't think I've like aesthetically changed at all, but in my head, I feel so much better because I know I'm putting in that effort. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I know I'm showing up. I know I'm trying. So when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, damn girl, like you just killed like a run tonight, you know? And I feel Mm -hmm. more confident and I find it's helping like my overall body image. So I think that could also be, you know, maybe a backwards way of like helping with your body image is like show up to improve your body image. Don't wait for you to have good body image to show up for yourself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. And I think like to your point, it doesn't have to be, oh, I need to go back to the size that I was because that's another conversation with COVID and how people may look different coming out of it because we've all been in our house <laughs> for a mm-hmm. while. But mm-hmm. if you have the confidence to like show up for yourself every single day, then at least you know that you're putting in the effort and like you can feel happy with whatever the results are and you're building up yeah. the habits for the future too. You're working on yourself to improve. And it's just always about that growth mindset as opposed to, oh, I'm stuck in this way and I can't change anything. Like I'm like having that fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think too, like if people are having a hard time showing up for themselves, Um, another thing that's really helped me, and I think we've already talked about this is just like finding a reason why you're working out and not tying it to aesthetics if it's, you know, to help boost your body image. So, um, I think obviously like wanting to get stronger is a great reason to, you know, work out and show up for yourself. Or maybe it's just that you find when you do work out, you have boosted energy or you sleep better at night. Maybe it's like, I'm going to work out because it helps me clear my head. Like, I think that could also be something um, like listeners can take away and help motivate them to show up is like, and even help them with their body image is like, find a reason to exercise on a fairly consistent basis that's not tied to how you look. Mm -hmm. And I think that can go a long way. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think there's like long-term things that we don't think about. So whether it's, I want to live longer to like raise a family and be able to walk up the stairs, not winded, like Mm -hmm. little things Mm -hmm. like that, that you can do um, right now, like to be like preventative, I guess you could say where you're, you're working up your bodies or your cardiovascular system to stay healthier longer. And like that can go into food and everything as well. But just like you said, not just aesthetically, but for your long-term health, especially we're all like mid twenties now, like we're, Mm -hmm. we're kind of like past that point in puberty and we 
are in that stage in our life where, okay, we are adults and we are trying to just stay healthy, but like our body also reacts differently to food. Like I can't eat as much as I did like when I was 18. Yeah. So, so I think totally. it's having that balance and um, finding what works for you is super important as opposed to trying to follow someone else's program or routine that like maybe just doesn't work for your body or lifestyle either. 100%. I think that's also super key is like finding what type of exercise you enjoy doing. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't think I do like going to the gym, but Caitlin does, you know, like I like doing <laughs> classes and those sorts of things. So I think um, if, and I think we've maybe talked about this earlier in this episode or our past episode is like, if you're not enjoying it, don't just stop exercising in general, just try a different type of exercise, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and find something that you do like. And it could be even as simple as like finding if you like listening to music or like listening to an audiobook while you're working out or like going for a walk or a run, you know, like find what it is that makes like working out enjoyable for you so that you continue to show up for yourself and like continue to make it part of your lifestyle rather than something you dread doing and therefore, you know, will eventually stop doing um, once you mm-hmm. achieve a goal or something like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that sums it up. I feel like I could always talk about body image. It's so specific to different people and Mm -hmm. some people Mm -hmm. will open up more than others. And I'm pretty open about myself, like with what I've gone through and what I still go through. I wouldn't say just because now I am a personal trainer or have been certified or whatnot and have been training that I'm perfect. I, I really don't want to come across as like that facade. And I think a lot of people still do go through their own things too. So I'm just trying to keep it as real as possible. (laughs) I think it's Mm -hmm. up and down, honestly. And I think finding how you can cope with those ups and downs, how to ride that wave when it's good and how to pick yourself back up when you know that you're not feeling great is super important. And just just really trying to, one, understand that this is a lifelong journey. That's like what I really try to preach is that there is no quick fixes. You're investing in yourself for the long term. So it's going to take time and it will be a process. Like to your point, once you find something that you enjoy, stick with it for X amount of time. And then maybe I'll build into a habit and it'll spiral into other things, but you really need to give yourself that chance to find what that is. Because if you don't, like, you're just going to keep running into that hamster wheel of, Oh, I don't like this. I don't know if I like, I, I don't enjoy it. And yeah, you're not going to change your life in any way. And that goes for anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I think it's the same with like healthy eating too. Like, you know, if you have like, I don't think we're going to talk too much about food in this episode, but it's like, if you are trying to eat healthy yet you hate eating salads, then don't eat salad, you know, like find or find a way to make it better and like more enjoyable. Like we overcomplicate these things so much. And it's like, why? Like, Let's just live our Social best media. lives, feel our best <laughs> yeah. selves. Yeah, I guess that's it. Just yeah. like, yeah, comparing. So That's true. another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's also like, like, I don't want to get too anti-capitalism, but there's like an entire industry <laughs> that's based off of trying yeah. to get you to buy things to get skittier. And so it's so yeah, easy where it's like, 
no matter how you look or how you feel, you're constantly bombarded. Like if you buy this exercise bike or if you buy these dietary boxes or whatever it is, your problems will be fixed instantly, you know? So it's also hard to kind of get your Mm -hmm. mindset out of the um, ads that you're seeing constantly and that are also fed to you through, you know, social media as well. Mm -hmm. There's no like one trick fix. Yeah, there's always something to work on. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's hard. Um, It is hard. <laughs> that's why we have to talk about it. And I think yeah. that's why we need to like normalize it, you know? And that's why I love, Caitlin, you like opening up about your struggles with body image because like me watching that YouTuber, you know, I'm also looking at your Instagram thinking the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, Caitlin's so fit. Like, look at her go, get those steps in. But for you to be like, <laughs> Yeah, I also struggle to, like, get out there some days. Like, it's like we're all human. You know, we all go through these battles, and I need to kind of give myself a break sometimes. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, like, a reminder that we don't give ourselves until people open up with their struggles as well Mm -hmm. and just, you know, make it very relatable and less, like, just you in your head all the time. So Mm -hmm. thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that with us. (laughs) Of course. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Yeah, I feel like too in your 20s, like there's your body goes through so many changes compared to the way you are in your teens. Like we've talked before on a previous episode, how there's a statistic that women gain two pounds every year in their 20s just naturally by eating the same, exercising the same. And so it's, um, I think hard to maybe retrain your mind to have the understanding that it's okay that your body is changing and it's okay that your body reacts differently to the way you've been living your life, especially now during a pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's hard. It is. I feel like, sorry, we're still talking about body image, but I feel like, (laughs) I don't know, when you're 16, you're like, I used to fit into this size and like, I know my body can look like that, but Mm -hmm. no, you're a woman now and you have hips and you have like, you've developed in certain areas. So obviously you're not going to fit the same clothes, mm-hmm. but we've seen mm-hmm. ourselves a certain way. Um, so sometimes we go back to that mindset, which I think can be troublesome and mm-hmm. hard, especially in those growing years. And just a little like more opening about myself, like because I was pretty restrictive with my guide at some point, like in high school and you are like peak developing. Um, I did mm-hmm. see changes in my body that like were not good in the sense mm-hmm. of my overall health. Um, like, I don't know how much, if this is too much information, you can cut it out, but like I lost my period for a little bit and I didn't know why, because like, obviously I wasn't sexually active. So it was just like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I wasn't eating. Like I just wasn't, I didn't have a nutritious diet. I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, it was mm-hmm. stress. It was all of those things. And I think fitness plays such a bigger role in people's lives that we don't realize sometimes it's not all about the aesthetic, but mm-hmm. even just the health reasons too, for us as like young women, it is so important. So that's why I get very passionate about like diets or like crash workouts because sustainability, it's just mm-hmm. your, what might work right now, because I, you hit that goal weight may not be sustainable forever. And how is that going to affect you for the long term? 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really, 100%. really good point is that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're trying right now gets you to, um, you know, your goal weight. But then how is that affecting you mentally when inevitably you bounce mm-hmm. back from that? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Sorry, we can move on now. I was like, okay, that was my last body. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good. (laughs) It was good. Okay, I think we've maybe chatted about this a bit already, but just knowing we're coming out on the other side of lockdown, finally, Mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to socialize. We're hopefully going to start traveling soon. Traveling's a big one. That's like number one priority for me as soon as I'm able to. <laughs> um, and we're just going to like start, you know, building our lives up again. Um, so we've been, you know, months and months of lockdown where it's easy to carve out time for ourselves because we don't have anything else to do. But now we're, you know, starting to pack our social calendars again, um, or we will be in the coming months. So do you have any tips on how we can continue, I guess, working fitness into our, um, like, schedules? And um, I'm just realizing that we definitely have already talked about this because you had said that you schedule <laughs> it. Scheduling. Schedule. I mean, I can repeat yeah. it for the viewers. I think it is <laughs> pretty important. I do think, too, like – yeah. I mean, I've kind of said this already. It's not an all or nothing. You don't have to give up fitness to enjoy patios with your friends. You can Mm -hmm. have best of both worlds, like cheesy as that sounds, but you really can Mm -hmm. if you do make it a priority and are disciplined to have that part of your life. Like fitness isn't a 24 seven hour thing. Like no one's constantly working out. Can you sliver out half an hour of your day? Sure, probably. And like, where does that fit on your schedule? I am just more personally like a type where I like to have things in my schedule. So I like to plan it out. Mm -hmm. If that's not for you, that's okay too. Um, Maybe you need to just know, okay, I'm going to a patio this weekend. I want to get three workouts in. What are the days that I can do that in and take it step by step that way? Traveling, you can also like, I don't think you need to force yourself to work out while traveling, obviously enjoy, but you're already getting so many steps in when you're traveling to like, think about it in different ways, as opposed to, I need to go to the gym. I need to do this workout class. Like you can Mm -hmm. be very active touring a new city um, or whatnot. So I think it's just making those slight adjustments. And also we've changed a lot in a year and a half. So perhaps like, even when you're socializing with friends, maybe you don't want to socialize as much and you are just adjusting your schedule and people are understanding of that. And you want to only go out once a week as opposed to two. So even that small habit or switch mm-hmm. can be a big difference in someone's life. Um, so yeah, back to yeah. my point about scheduling and priority. I think it, it starts there, like the small buildable steps as opposed to, nope, it's either all fitness or all patios. Like I can't do right. both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I think too, like when you're talking about traveling and walking, like if, well, first of all, hold on, before I even get there, I'm a huge <laughs> scheduler as well. And I like think that's literally the answer for like everything for, like for me. So I'm the exact same way as you where like, I'll write down like, I'm going to go for a lunchtime walk this day, but an evening walk this day. And like, that helps me plan it out because, you know, at least I know when I'm doing that, I'm like fully in that because I know 
I don't need to be working right now. I'm going to be working, you know, later or whatever it is. I don't need to be like mentally like when I'm on a patio, I don't need to be like, oh, but I didn't work out because I know I'm going to be working out tomorrow instead of tonight. Mm -hmm. So that definitely helps me as well. Um, But when you were talking about the whole traveling piece, I was like also just like working in like walking as much as you can still um, to a patio if you, you know, can rather than like taking the bus, like little things like that, I think are maybe a good way to like implement it like very um, in- intentionally um, as well as you said something else that made me think. Oh, I was going to say that we're so used now to like eating picnics in parks and like doing all these outdoor activities that we've been doing for the last year and a half that I feel like also you could like suggest, you know, going for hikes, going for bike rides, like, mm-hmm. you know, all these sorts of like newfound activities and like hobbies and stuff that people have developed. Like just because patios are open doesn't mean you have to abandon those. And like maybe, mm-hmm. you know, going for a hike is the activity you do to catch up with your friends now that you can see them again. Like all these are like little ways you can implement um, fitness into your like social calendars, I guess. I was going, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking if you're not a scheduler, which I totally understand if you're not, um, getting an accountability buddy, it sounds so lame, but like, <laughs> I just hate, I hate that. I feel like I'm in like elementary school where they're like, pick a, pick a buddy. <laughs> I'm just like, no, <laughs> but some people like that and that's helpful. Yeah. And like sliding in there about getting a coach, like that could also mm-hmm. be something you need. Maybe it's not investing mm-hmm. in a trainer, but it's a best friend or a family member that can hold you accountable mm-hmm. of, okay, every day, like every day this week, I would like to go for a 15 minute walk. Like, can you check in with me to see that I've done that? Mm-hmm. And it could be something simple mm-hmm. like that too, where um, if you need a different type of motivation, that could be something that could help too, if you're not into scheduling or being like very organized that way, but yeah. also makes it like a group thing, right? Because then you're doing it with mm-hmm. someone else. It becomes a social thing to a certain degree. They can join you on walks. They can be part of your yeah. training. Um, so you're kind of blending both. Uh, and then that way it feels less of a chore of a struggle because you're actually doing it with something else, someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Something that's been working for me lately is using like a habit tracker app. And this is something that I never would have thought of. And maybe this is more like a tip on how to stay accountable and like stay committed more so than how to balance fitness with everything else in life. But I feel like I've always just, I don't know, I've heard of habit trackers, but I'm like, nah, that's not for me. Like, I don't think that would motivate me, but it honestly does. I've been using one for the past three weeks. Um, and just like literally adding every time I've drank my bottle of water, I'm like, girl, like you've drank two and I need to drink four today. Like you're halfway there. Like, it's just, I don't know, something that I didn't expect, but it does hold me accountable. And it's also you know, you can track whatever habits it is. So maybe it's going for a walk. You track that like every day. Maybe that's still for like the organized people. (laughs) Maybe people are still like, no, we don't want an agenda. We don't want an like app. But I think the viewers are like, stop this. Stop the planning. (laughs) Caitlin and I are like, we will personally mail you an agenda to force you to schedule. (laughs) No, but I think it goes back to our earlier point. You need to find something that works for you. That works for you. Yeah, exactly. 
I think those like trackers, like I do that for food sometimes. Like I do track my meals right now just because mm-hmm. I'm on more of a like specific diet. But I, I think it goes both ways. It's not for everyone either because I do like at least for food specifically, it could be very obsessive. Like mm-hmm. I have a very obsessive personality, mm-hmm. so then it kind of takes away to like getting back to body image it kind of just like oh my gosh I'm so fixated on what I ate today did I hit my goals did I like get those things done but the habit tracker could be good if you enjoy checking off boxes and like feel get like motivated that way um and they're just light things like go for a walk stand up every hour like if you have an apple watch that Mm -hmm. literally just tells you to do that and that's annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> right? It's like, you are almost there. Go for a two-hour brisk walk. I'm like, no, like, that's not happening, but okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> it's always at, like, 11.45 p.m., and it's like, all you have to do is do a 10-minute walk, and it's like, yeah, no. I've been in bed for, like, an hour and a half. I'm sorry, Apple. It's not happening tonight. I The stand one kills me the most, and I will... In my studio apartment in Toronto, I just had nowhere to go. So I just like walk back and forth and I never do anything. I have stairs here now. So I've just like run up and down the stairs <laughs> until it tells me I've stood up. I'm like, clearly I'm standing up. Just like, let me know that it's <laughs> <Yeah>. working. <laughs> but Anyways, so I don't know where we're so going So it's annoying, there, but... <laughs> but it sometimes works. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm motivated that way, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So as far as like, um, you talked a little bit about having um, a buddy keep you motivated. How does, um, say, like someone decides to hire someone as a personal trainer? How does that kind of um, fit into that keeping someone motivated? Yeah, I think, I mean, you have to ask yourself first, if that's what you need or do you prefer like group type of training do you prefer one-on-one do you prefer like maybe two people with a trainer there's so many different options I don't think you everyone necessarily needs a coach and like that seems super hypocritical that I am a trainer (laughs) and telling you that but I just want to be honest like I think I've trained clients that like it just wasn't for them they weren't in the mindset it wasn't a good relationship either way because Mm -hmm. they weren't committed and then I felt like okay am I failing at you as a coach, Mm -hmm. but okay. First ask yourself, what is it that I'm looking for? What are my goals? Are there people that I align with that can help support me reach those goals? And what type of fitness do I want to do? Like kind of check off all those boxes. Mm -hmm. And let's say you do happen to get to the place where you are looking for a coach or a trainer to help you get there. Um, I think, I mean, now it's very hybrid model where you can do it at home. You could do it at a gym. You can do it outside. You can do a mix of everything, group, whatnot. And I think that's amazing that you have so many options. It's not this cookie cutter. You have to go to the gym to have a trainer to get access to these things. We, or the coach can help get you to the goals based on you personally. And I think I, so for my own personal self, like, fitness routine. I actually didn't start with a coach or a trainer. Um, I was self-taught in a way like my parents or yeah, my parents and uh, my brother are all like in the fitness industry. My brother played super high level hockey. So he was just like knowledgeable. Um, and he got his sort of, he was a personal trainer before myself, like before he got certified, uh, before I got certified. So I kind of like leaned on them for advice and learned, but I eventually got to a point where I did start to like follow programs or 
uh, routines. And I think that's good to a certain degree to like maybe build up the habit uh, and get you excited or motivated or find your interest within fitness. For me personally, it was tough to sustain because it wasn't a personalized approach to my goals. So what I mean by that is I built up this habit of going to the gym and like following a program, but I wasn't really seeing change because it was a generic program right? Um, that I found mm-hmm. online, let's mm-hmm. say. So I think it worked for a little bit. And then at a certain point, I was like, okay, I need to step back and ask myself what my goals are and how can I get there? So that could be through a coach, through a buddy, through a friend, whatever that may be. For myself, it was a mix of self-learning and then also getting someone to keep me accountable and a coach that had some more knowledge um, that could help me reach those goals. And that's what I did and still continue to do. Like, I think all coaches have coaches themselves to a certain degree. If you're, Mm -hmm. if you don't, then like, you must be this holy person. (laughs) has all the knowledge um so that's what I think for myself have found a place where um I have this like stable base of like my understanding I know what it takes to reach to get to a certain point but now how do I take myself to the next level I wanted Mm -hmm. to reach out and find someone that could help support me there and that is also a mental Mm -hmm. thing too it's not just a physical like strength training or fitness thing it is a someone that I can check in with every week and say, okay, this is how I felt. This is the progress I've made. And I do the same with my clients too. It's a mix of both mental check-ins and physical like performance check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your training gone? Are you feeling stronger? Okay, how did you feel about your body? Um, did you get steps in mm-hmm. sleep? Did you get all your food? Like, did you hit your food goals? It's way more than just training, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if that works for you, that that's great. And there are some, some ways to get there. Just everyone has their own specific goals at certain times, but I kind of lost my train of thought at the end. (laughs) No, that was great. That was great. Um, so are you, um, taking on personal training clients right now? Yes. (laughs) My little plug for myself. Sure. I, so I do, I know it's in the bio, but I have been working like a corporate nine to five up mm-hmm. until a few months ago. And then I decided to freelance full time in marketing, which has been awesome. Just being able to make up my own schedule a bit. And I have been taking clients on for personal training as well on the side um, for those like friends or individuals that I meet that want to get a little extra help. And yes, I do take on clients like we can do it both. I mean, no one's in Kingston, but like we can do it (laughs) virtually and make that work Um, eventually. And person again is always great, um, but really tailored to what the person needs. And my focus is more specifically on like strength training, functional training, um, but that could be a mix of in the gym and outside, but then also the mental side as well, I think is Mm. super important. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, where can our listeners find you on social media, <gasps> website, those sorts of things? All the fun stuff. I feel like, I don't know about anyone listening, but if you work for brands, it's really hard to have your own brand while also working on other brands. So that's my little, like, you. I don't have a website. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have Instagram, of course. I believe, so it's Caitlin 
K-A-I-T-L-Y-N. Um, <laughs> and then fit. I don't know how I snagged that handle. Good for me. Yeah. On that yeah. One. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. We will link that in the show notes for listeners yeah. as well. They can click That's it. like my specific fitness one. And then I have my personal you can maybe find but um (laughs) you can always ask I think um just dm me or message me anything specific even if you just have questions like I always just love chatting about fitness all together even if you don't Mm -hmm. want to coach um I think just learning as community and growing together is so important and just to lift each other up and know that you have that support uh, at the end of the day just just means the world so just continue the conversation yeah. Amazing. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think that was a great way to end it. So thank you so much for Caitlin um, for joining us on this week's episode. And thank you to you, our listeners. If you want to find Caitlin, um, you can search her on Instagram at Caitlin Fit. She will also be linked in the description of this episode. Make sure you follow and subscribe to us. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday and you can find us on pretty much all social media platforms at our golden twenties. We have a Patreon page, which is the best way to support the podcast. We drop the episodes there early and thank you for listening. (laughs) 